0: Hey, good morning to you. This is August 12th, 2021. Walk and talk number 70. It's a beautiful 55 degrees in Anchorage, Alaska. It's a cloudy. It's been raining uh, most of the night and probably we'll get some rain uh, all day today. And the next couple of days, I just... Uh, It's cool, it's green, I'm on a walking path. We're talking uh, for a few minutes about friend or enemy of Jesus. Are you a friend or enemy to Jesus? So we're in Philippians chapter 3, starting in verse 17, but I want you to look at verse 18 we're going to start in 18 Philippians chapter 3 verse 18 and our topic is about being a friend or an enemy to Jesus so Philippians chapter 3 verse 18 says Paul is talking to people who say they believe in Jesus People who say they are followers of Jesus. He says this Philippians chapter 3, verse 18 For many walk, of whom I often told you and now tell you, even as I weep, they are the enemies of the cross of Christ. Put this in context. Apparently, Paul is is working with a church at Philippi. It's a Roman culture, and trying to share the gospel with people who are Roman Gentiles. And apparently, uh, he's been working with this group, this church at Philippi, long enough to know that there are friends of Jesus, and then there are people that he's worked with that apparently started out as friends, but then became enemies of Jesus. As a pastor, uh, throughout my life, I can identify people who said they believed in Jesus and they followed Jesus for a while. And then they became atheistic. They became anti-Bible. They became anti-Jesus. They became anti-everything that Jesus stands for. Their behavior is more like an enemy of Jesus. Their conduct is an enemy of Jesus. Their words or, or their lifestyle is advancing the total opposite of Jesus. So, Jesus said in the book of John, John chapter, I don't know, 17, 18, 19, 20, somewhere toward the end of John, you're my friend if you do what I command you to do. So we've got to make sure that we understand terminology. Friend for Jesus meant obedience to the commands, obedience to what Jesus believed. So to be an enemy is to go against what Jesus believes. So in Philippians chapter 3, verse 18, many walk, many people have this behavior, this conduct, and Paul says, "Of often I've told you, so I've shared with you that In the past, that there are people who turn their back on Jesus and now tell you, even as I weep, they are the enemies of the cross of Christ. So, first off, make note this is probably the only place in the New Testament, in the Bible, where it shows Paul the Apostle crying. He says, even as I weep. So apparently, to watch someone who said they believed in Jesus, but then later becomes an enemy of Jesus, it basically broke Paul down. Now, there's a couple of places in the Bible where it talks about Jesus weeping. Uh, he wept at the death of Lazarus. He wept at at the fact that people had a hard time believing who he was. He wept when the friend Lazarus was in the grave. So let's just make sure we're tracking. Are you a friend or an enemy of Jesus? So some people are friends and some people are enemies. So I would ask you not to straddle the fence Lots of people in today's culture, they want to pretend like, or they want to have this appearance that they are friends, but then their lifestyle, their conduct, their behavior, their words, their speech, their actions, is just the total opposite of what Jesus commanded. So remember, friendship in the eyes of Jesus Equals obedience to the commands of Jesus. Now let's go back to verse 17. Philippians chapter 3 verse 17 says, Brothers and sisters, join in following my example and observe those who walk according to the pattern you have in us. So Paul is simply saying there is a visible difference between people who follow Jesus who keep his commands and people who do not follow Jesus there is a the word walk here is lifestyle it's a reference to behavior to conduct to speech to actions in verse 17 Paul's talking to brothers and sisters so he's, he's talking to people that he believes are friends toward Jesus and the word join in and the word observe is an imperative in again Greek meaning this is this is about as strong of as of an exhortation as you get it's a command do this in other words what you have here is Paul saying look don't follow the behavior of an enemy of Jesus don't don't imitate, don't copy, don't observe, don't join in. This is not a suggestion, this is an imperative. This is a call to a radical lifestyle difference. Your behavior, your words, what comes out of your mouth, what you do, what you say, what you think, should come across as a friend not an enemy of Jesus. So Paul is simply saying, look, I've made a commitment. I am giving my life to Jesus Christ and I'm teaching you about Jesus and his death burial and resurrection. And I'm and I'm saying to you, Jesus says a friend does what Jesus commands. So This is a call to a different type of commitment. This is an elevated love for the Lord Jesus Christ. Apparently, there are some people who believe they can go to church, who believe they can tell people they are believers, but in fact, they're traitors. They're hypocrites. Now, please don't hear me saying that I'm going to judge you I if you tell me you're a believer I'm going to make that assumption and as time goes on my 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 role is to encourage you to love the Lord Jesus Christ when your conduct when your behavior turns against what Jesus says is right or wrong the question is are you an enemy or a friend of Jesus. So, again, look at verse 18. For many individuals, my insertion, walk, they live their life, they they have words, they have behavior, they have actions. Paul says, observe those who follow my pattern. So, we imitate, we copy uh, those individuals that look like, sound like, walk like, talk like Jesus and Paul says I do that and I'm asking you not to copy the enemies not to look like, not to walk like, not to talk like the enemies but to walk like, talk like me because I walk like, talk like behave I think I feel like Jesus for many walk of whom I often told you and now tell you even as I weep they are enemies enemies of the cross of Christ so Paul has worked with a lot of people through the years and some people are true believers And some people are false believers. Some people are hypocrites, yes. Some people are completely phony. Again, I would never say you're an enemy. But what I want you to hear, and I want everyone to focus, is that these words in verse 18 says there are people who are enemies. They could be next door neighbors, they could be co-workers, they could be church members, they could be church leaders. There are friends of Jesus and enemies of Jesus. And Paul is saying, watch out, watch for their behavior, watch for their conduct, watch for what they say. So I'm gently saying to you, Jesus said, straight up, if you love me, If you're my friend, you will keep my commandments. Now listen, if you're not a friend of Jesus, look at verse 19. So the enemies of the cross of Jesus, look at verse 19, whose end is destruction, whose God is their appetite and whose glory is in their shame, who have their minds on earthly things. Verse 19 is the conclusion of your life if you're an enemy of Jesus. If your lifestyle, if your conduct, if your behavior, if your pattern of life is not the pattern of Jesus I would challenge you do you really believe in the cross of Jesus there's a a challenge in our culture today if Jesus is not Lord of all he's not Lord at all if Jesus is not Lord of all he's not Lord at all so Jesus doesn't come to you and say don't don't keep my commandments in regards to a b c or d. He doesn't do that. Jesus says be scripture said be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And it's a total transformation. So you say Roger how do you know that? Well, just go back to the 10 commandments. So if you steal, that's wrong. If you covet, that's wrong. If you dishonor, that's wrong. If you don't worship God, that's wrong. All of the commandments, ten commandments, are carried over into the New Testament. Jesus supported them all, with the exception of the Sabbath. The Sabbath is really... Not carried over into the New Testament because the Sabbath becomes not just one day of the week, for Jesus is every day of the week, and Jesus is the Lord of Sabbath, so we can worship and do worship Jesus every day of the week, not just on Sabbath, Saturday. What Paul is trying to say here is you have a choice every day are you going to be a friend or an enemy of Jesus? And understand that you've got to evaluate who you are. I've got to evaluate who I am. Am I a true believer or a phony believer? Am I a true believer or phony? Am I genuine or am I just a wolf in sheep's clothing? So, verse 19 again. For the enemy of Jesus, watch this, verse nineteen. They become slaves. Get this, to lust. They have this lifestyle appetite. Appetite. They have this lust for. For for money, lust for status, lust for uh, sex. This lust that has no boundaries, no holiness and they're guided by their own appetite watch verse 19 whose end is destruction so for the phonies for the individuals who are not truly following Jesus they're not truly born again The life ends in destruction get this their God is their appetite so appetite is a reference to I'm going to feed I'm going to eat whatever I want to eat and Jesus says no your life is to follow what I command not whatever you want and then verse 19 says whose glory is in their shame Lots of people in our culture are just loaded with shame and guilt because of their behavior. Now, they may never admit it, but people who, who come face to face with their reality, yes, in some cases they will admit their sin, their shame. Lots of people don't. They want to deny right and wrong and do whatever their appetite, whatever their lust says for them to do. The text goes on to say, and their glory is in their shame who have their minds on earthly things. So you say, Roger, give me some examples of what the enemies are lusting for, what enemies... Well, it says right there, earthly things. So, is, are you focused more on earth or heaven? Are you holding on to the stuff, the things of earth? Not to Jesus, not to the cross. So, is, is that car... Uh, your pride and joy to the point that it's, it's feeding your appetite. It's one of the things on earth that keeps you away from Jesus. Be careful. It's quite possible you're an enemy of Jesus and you are just completely faked out. So you can be focused on the things of earth like, for example, I want to do what I want to do. I don't want to be under someone's authority. Well, think about that. Jesus said, you do. You're my friend when you do what I command you to do. That's, that's being a humble person, under authority. You may want to simply... Be the person that usurps authority, that challenges authority. And yes, there's a place and time to challenge bad authority. But Jesus is not bad authority. You're not going to get better leadership from anyone except Jesus. You can submit to Jesus. You're going to have to submit to Jesus. There's a day every knee will bow It doesn't matter what you think or what your appetite is. Every knee will bow. There is one final authority, the sovereign God, the Lord Jesus Christ. He is Adonai, Lord of all. So, things on earth, or look at verse 20. For our citizenship is in heaven. For people who are the Friends of Jesus, friends of the cross. It's not about things on earth. It's about being a citizen in heaven. So juxtapose heaven, earth, friend of Jesus, enemy of Jesus, stuff on earth, or you eagerly wait For a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, verse 20 and now 21, who will transform your body, my body, of our lowly condition into conformity with His glorious body by the exertion of the power that He has even to subject all things to Himself. See, He is Lord of all, but He gives you a choice. He is omnipotent, all-powerful. He has everything under his control. But he gives us liberty within limits. And he's saying, will you be my friend? Or will you be my enemy? If you're my friend, you understand earth is not your citizenship. Heaven is your citizenship. In other words as a citizen of heaven, as a friend of Jesus, as a born-again follower of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, the atoning work of Jesus from the cross, the humiliation of the cross, Jesus says, I'm going to take the forgiveness that I give to you and I'm going to shroud you in the citizenship of, of heaven on earth this is a staging ground earth is preparation for heaven and the text is saying here in Philippians chapter 3 verses 17 to 21 that the end game is not stuff on earth the end game is not what your body wants or what your mind wants, unless you're following the commands of Jesus. So let me give you a few brief examples, if I may. Uh, Diane and I have been in, I think, five different churches so far in our sabbatical in Anchorage. Uh, We've been in a what some say is the biggest church in Alaska from a num- numbers standpoint the, the largest church we've been in a church plant a another church, a third church was a rural church uh, very, very much out in the boondocks uh, we've been in in what I would consider a more city-like church. Each one of these churches, listen to me, is preaching the cross of Jesus. I and I would visit the church, and we'd walk away, and, and she would just ask, or I would ask, what did you see? And in every church, I saw sincerity. I saw people who I believe based upon what they said, what, they, the, what the message was about, how they behaved, how they acted toward each other. They truly are friends of Jesus. Now there probably are individuals in each church that are enemies, probably. But when you walk into a church and you hear the pastor lifting up the crucifixion, death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, see, Paul is saying you're a friend of the cross of Jesus. So I say to you, I say to every person, is the crucifixion, the death, burial, and resurrection, the cross of Jesus, a big deal to you? Does the cross of Jesus change your behavior? He died for you. He hung on a cross. He took the punishment for your bad sins, your, your, your bad conduct. All sin is bad, but... He's on a cross, and he says, I'm going to give my life in order for you to experience forgiveness and be a citizen of heaven. Now, you're my friend. I I now want you to go and obey and live on the basis of my commandments. I saw people worshiping Jesus. So how about for you? Is the cross a big deal? Do you worship Jesus regularly with other believers? In other words, do you you go to church regularly? You say, Roger, that church has got all kinds of problems, yeah, but you can still worship the cross of Jesus. You can still go and acknowledge who He is. Everywhere you go in life, there will be traitors, phonies, hypocrites. Isn't it special that God judges me and God judges you and God judges us separately. See, for the enemy of Jesus who does not have the lifestyle is not following the commands of Jesus. Their end is destruction. God is their appetite. So, What are you hungry for throughout the week? Are you hungry for the Bible? See, I would say that's the third thing I've noticed in all five churches that I've been in so far. They were, I looked around, I saw people, yes, I saw a few people sleeping in church, but I saw lots of people paying attention and actually trying to listen, actually trying to worship, from a sincere heart. They weren't there somehow to protest Jesus. They were there trying to learn from Jesus. In every church, it was exciting in every church to see quite a diverse congregation. There were rich people who looked like they were rich, I noticed when I walked, drove through the parking lot, there were some very, very nice cars. Uh, There were some very poor cars, and there were some people who were walking. There were people who were dressed in clothes that looked like quite expensive. And there were some people that were homeless. It was interesting to watch in every church the cross the life of Jesus is being lifted up and the people were sincerely trying to honor God with their hearts and it was a diverse group of people in other words that church was attracting all kinds of people red, yellow, black or white so that told me that their love for Jesus is not bias; it's not prejudice so as you live your life, yes, God forgives. Yes, God loves you. But never forget, you have a choice every day to be a friend or an enemy of Jesus. And you're going to have to cross-examine yourself because every person will someday stand before God and he has the complete authority to determine your eternal destination. Hell or heaven. Earth is where you prepare for heaven. Lots of people on earth are preparing for hell. Every day you can choose to follow the pattern the commands of Jesus. Or you can choose to feed your appetite, your lust, the lust of the eye, the boastful pride of life, the stuff on earth. Or you can get focused on the things of God, things in heaven that are going to count for eternity. Let me encourage you. If you're an enemy Please repent. Please confess. Please acknowledge your rebellion. If there's parts of your life that are not following, not in conformity, not in the pattern of the commands of Jesus, confront it. Find someone who will help you. Confront it. You don't want to be identified as an enemy of the cross of Jesus you want to be identified as a friend to Jesus now make sure you understand what I'm saying you are saved by faith by grace in the shed blood of Jesus you can't earn your way to heaven you can't behave good enough that that secures your citizenship in heaven but what the Bible says clearly, if you are born again by faith, by grace in the shed blood of Jesus, you will, Jesus says, You're my friends, you will keep my commandments. You say, Roger, well how many times can I can I mess up? If you're sincere, if you are re- repentant, if if you find yourself following Jesus and This failure is not a pattern that's healthy. In other words, make sure your appetite is pursuing Jesus, not stuff on earth. I can't identify for you what your appetite is. That's something between you and God. Take your life and follow. Follow Jesus. He's your friend, he's he's your savior, he's your Lord, he's your redeemer, he's your judge, he's your transformer, he's your justifier, he's your sanctifier, he's your glorifier. He's the individual that went to the cross took the beating, took the nails, took the punishment for your sins, for my sins. And Paul's just simply saying, brothers and sisters, join in following my example and watch. Watch those who walk, who have a lifestyle according to the pattern that you see in me, and then verse 18, for many people conduct, behave, walk. I've often told you about this, and now I'm even crying, Paul says. I weep. They are the enemies, enemies of the cross of Christ. You don't want to be an enemy. So humble yourself. Sit down. Have a deep time of prayer talk with God, cry out to God, clean up your life if you need to be cleaned up by repentance by confession it's a beautiful morning in Anchorage Alaska I'll give you a quick picture of what I've been looking at as we go through this walk and talk it's now raining. Uh, my path is uh, through an amazing small little forest. And there's a beautiful, beautiful lake that uh, this entire path goes around. Make sure, remember, every day you're a citizen of heaven. Don't pursue the things of earth. Have a great one. Blessings on you.